Welcome to the Worthy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Emily, and I'm here to teach spiritually curious women like you how to stop people pleasing, how to gain massive self-worth and confidence, and how to reclaim your feminine power so that you can experience more love, more freedom, and more abundance in your life, and most importantly, how to live as your most worthy, authentic self. On this podcast, I'll be giving you my best teachings, trainings, and wisdom so that you can take action towards creating your dream life and showing up as the worthy woman that you are. Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Worthy Woman podcast. I cannot believe that I'm sitting here right now because I never thought I would ever start a podcast, but source, universe, God, whatever you want to call it, has been nudging me and I've felt such an intuitive pull to share messages with the world. This is why I'm here. And in this episode, I'm going to share with you my story of how I transformed my self-worth, how I went from literally rock bottom feeling so unconfident and so low and how I healed from chronic anxiety and depression naturally so that I can show you that it's possible for you too. Before we get into that, I want to share with you my why for creating this podcast and set the intention for the overall theme of this entire podcast. I'm going to give myself space to grow and you have permission as always to grow and evolve as well alongside of me but right now my main intention for this podcast is because podcasts have helped me tremendously on my journey of self-love growth self-confidence spiritual awakening in my business you know having the courage to become an entrepreneur i want to give back to you so that you can also gain all of the knowledge the tools the wisdom any people that I refer or teachings that I talk about, you can also look them up too so that you can live your best life and be free from low self-worth habits and free from the fear of actually going after the life that you really want and gaining the courage that you need to live the life that you deserve to live. So if you're here right now, it is not a coincidence. You were absolutely led to this podcast for a very specific reason, whether you know it or not. And I'm so glad that you're here listening because we're going to go on a journey and you never know what little word or piece of information or insight could help you with in your life and do for you and how it could change the course of your entire life for the better. So you're here for a reason. I'm so glad you're here. And I believe that life is moving through each and every one of us. Life is guiding us and rooting for us to live free, to live in love, and to be happy. And everyone deserves to live this way. I want to quickly give you a disclaimer for this episode specifically. Inside of this episode, I speak about depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and eating disorders. So if any of this is triggering for you, please proceed with caution. I am not a licensed medical professional. None of this information is meant to be medical advice. So please just take this as inspiration and 
just sharing my journey with you as showing you that it's possible for you too. So let's get into the episode. I am so excited to dive in with you. It all started with me hitting rock bottom. It was 2017, and this was not the first and not the last of my life's rock bottoms, but it was a really, really low point in my life. I basically, to give you some backstory, have had struggled with chronic depression and anxiety, um, with eating disorders, and feeling not well, just I was constantly anxious. And at that point, December 2017, I was having panic attacks often. And just a few months before that point, I had called up my sister, who's one of my biggest support support systems that I have. Um, and I told her that I didn't want to live anymore. And She had heard me say this multiple times as well as other people in my life. But at that moment, it was to a point where I really, truly did not see a reason for living anymore if it was going to be this miserable. Um, I knew that there was a better way of living. I knew that I could be happier. I just didn't truly believe it was possible. And I felt like I was spinning my wheels, trying everything. You know, I was changing my diet. I was going to therapy. I was reading all the self-help and spiritual books. I was also suffering at the time from really massive debilitating migraines, a lot of physical issues, digestion issues, chronic fatigue, just living with anxiety day to day and depression is really really difficult. Um, So if you've been there, you know what that's like. And it was kind of funny because in my career and in a lot of aspects of my personal life, I had made it, you know, I had gotten to a point in my career where I rose up to this position at this job that I was in and made it to a high point in my career and was making this salary and Um, In my personal life, I had been with my boyfriend, who's now my fiance, for a little over a year at that point, and um, I had a great family. I had, you know, my friendships were kind of struggling, but I was just overall really struggling and trying to find myself, and I had lost myself completely. I didn't know who I was. I just lost touch with myself and you could say that I created this shell of myself. Um, I really struggled with always feeling like I had to fit into society and become successful in order to be happy, right? So there's that dream of chasing this journey, this happiness journey. And, um, you know, a few years before, or actually a year before that, I had this passion and this vision to start my own nutrition coaching business because I had started to heal from an eating disorder that I had had for like, I want to say 10 years. And I had this vision to help women. But at that point in my life, I wasn't ready to be a coach. Um, I still thought that I had to fit into all these boxes in society and make a salary and have this cookie cutter life. But my soul on the inside was screaming for more, 
for more depth, for more purpose, for more freedom. I craved a lifestyle where I didn't have to clock in and out, where I didn't have to report to anyone. I had to get real with myself. I remember it was a snowy day and I had remembered my sister telling me, Melissa, you know, when I called her and I told her I didn't want to live anymore, she said, Melissa, go home and do something that brings you joy. You know, I also, I also have a background with like art and watercolor and painting. And so she said, pull out your watercolor set and just paint, you know, do something that feeds your soul. And my intuition said, yes, you know, we can talk further about intuition in in future episodes, but I was pushing my intuition down so much and trying to live by what everyone else wanted by the standards of everyone else. I was people pleasing a lot. I had really low self-worth, pretty low self-confidence. And I was like, I made it, but why am I so miserable? And so that day I was like, okay, I pulled out my watercoloring set. I hadn't, you know, used it in a while, dusted it off and I started watercoloring and I just was going off of this beautiful image of a rose that I found on Pinterest and hours flew by and I created this beautiful, beautiful painting, if I do say so myself. And I felt like a piece of my soul had come back online, had come alive again. And I felt so lit up and I felt so excited because I believe that every human whether you believe it or not, is creative. And this is what we're here to do. One of the reasons is to create things that have never existed before and infuse our essence into them and share them with the world. And whatever the impact is, is beautiful. Even if no one sees it, even if it's just for your pure joy, that is enough. And so This watercoloring flower moment in my life was a huge turnaround for me. And from there, I felt this inspiration moving through me, this energy moving through me. And I started asking myself questions and getting really real with myself. And I asked myself, what is the thing that I am being called to at this time in my life? that I is lighting me up that I'm really curious about and that I want to follow because at that point I was in a merchandising career that was creative to an extent but it wasn't lighting me up and this answer came through in my mind in my soul loud and clear and it said flowers and I just knew at that moment that I had to put aside my ego and listen to this intuitive calling to pursue flowers. And it made absolutely no sense. It made no sense. You know, I don't have a floral background. I love flowers. I worked at a flower shop when I was a teenager in high school delivering flowers. And I remember 
walking by the cooler, the flower cooler one day and seeing this bunch of flowers in there and my whole, my entire being lighting up and turning to the person that worked there and asking, what are those? (laughs) And she said that they were ranunculus. And ever since then, I fell in love with flowers. Flowers have been so special to me for my entire life. I've had a history of just loving flowers and it just felt like this secret crush that felt really weird. I felt like I was the only person that was obsessed with flowers and you know, I would go to the grocery store and buy myself flowers every now and then and that was such a highlight of my life and I thought, you know, what if I became a florist? <laughs> and it was so weird because I have a degree in graphic design. I built my way up to working in a merchandising career. I had previously gone to nutrition school and started coaching as a nutrition um, coach, and it just made no sense. And I decided to just say, fuck it. (laughs) I quit my full-time job. I somehow, by the grace of God, found this like freelance graphic design position locally here in Denver and started working for them just to pay my bills. And I started working at flower shops. Um, And I didn't think that I was any good at it at all. I was just doing it for fun. I was like, okay, I'm going to take this like soul sabbatical where I stop the hustle. I stop the grind it hasn't been working for me this way so far. So I'm going to completely shift gears and just let myself relax and let myself play with flowers for a little bit and see where this takes me. And it took a lot of courage and it took a lot of humility to, you know, that little voice inside that was like, you are wasting your college career and, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on and throwing it all away just to start to work minimum wage at a flower shop like what do you think you're doing Melissa this is so stupid this is so irrational this is so illogical but everything in my body and my heart and my soul was calling me to do it and so that was one of the very first times in a while that I listened to it and followed through and figured it out somehow. And, you know, I was scraping by with money, but once I started working with flowers consistently for, I would say a few weeks to a month, I completely started to like everything changed. My anxiety and my depression that I had been experiencing chronically for years since I was a young teenager had completely disappeared And I had this new purpose in life. I had this passion that I was pouring myself into. And I'm not going to say that was the only thing that helped because there were several other changes that I made in my life that severely helped heal the anxiety, depression, the symptoms that I was experiencing that I can get into in a little bit. But one of the main things that I did was start to have fun, play and create and enjoy flowers and just work in the happiest place in the world, which is a flower shop in my opinion. Um, So that was incredible to experience. And I went in with a beginner's mindset. I didn't 
try and like be an amazing florist. I wasn't putting any expectations on myself. I was just doing it for the pure joy of it. And I started to develop skills pretty quickly and learn that I was pretty good at it. And so over the course of a few years, I started to feel stagnation at that flower shop job. And I was like, okay, you know, my my period of play is over. I want to earn more money. Um, I was really struggling with with money at the time and being able to pay my bills. I was driving for Lyft and Uber and I was just exhausted, um, just trying to get by. And so I decided to make another change, which was to start my own floral design business, <laughs> which we can get into in a different podcast of how to start an aligned soulful business but um going back to that period the first like six months of me working in that floral design job and at the flower shop and I made a lot of life changes during that time as well so I moved out of a weird living situation and moved in with my boyfriend and now fiance um which was amazing we got a puppy together which was also amazing. We um, were traveling a little bit. And, you know, during that time period also, like my grandpa passed, there's just so many big life changes. And I felt reconnected to my grandparents at the time, this like soul connection with them where I felt their presence supporting me through working with flowers. And it felt very reassuring and um, like confirming that this was the path that I was meant to be on. Um, also not being in such a intense environment. I was working out like crazy, um, doing like really high intensity Pilates five days a week and putting a lot of stress on my body. I was drinking coffee every single day and, I decided to stop drinking coffee. I decided to take a break from Pilates and just go on nature walks, get outside more. I was walking my dog a lot. So all of those things really helped. And I also was journaling a lot. I was just getting in touch with me and relaxing and and just being. Um, and that's something that I teach on all the time with my clients and inside of my courses and programs is moving into the feminine way of being is not doing, but being. So not constantly having to take stuff off your to-do list and hustling and forcing and being always on the go, but instead allowing yourself to relax and to rest. And that was when I started to lean into that a little bit more and just let go. And man, that freed up so much energy for me to just to just be. Now, I'm not saying that if you are struggling with depression or anxiety or feeling unfulfilled in your career path that you have to quit your job on a whim and go take minimum wage job somewhere um like doing your passion because that was just my experience that is what my soul was calling me to do and it was really difficult. I'm not going to lie. It was really hard um, to make that big change and to make that leap, but that was what was right for me. And so 
you know, always, always, always listen to yourself and what you know is best and right for you. But if your soul is calling you for something else, maybe it's time to start to believe that it's possible for you. And maybe you go like, for example, I could have worked at a flower shop one day a week on the side while I still kept my full-time job, something like that. You know, you don't have to take a huge ginormous leap like I did. You could start taking action steps and really making a change towards helping yourself heal and doing things that feel right for you. So if you are struggling with any of these things, maybe it's time you take inventory of your life and decide where you're struggling with and what could change first. Um, And simultaneously, while I was healing from depression and anxiety and also disordered eating and, and unhealthy body image, I also was starting to heal my self-worth. Self-worth had always been a struggle for me. Growing up as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult, I really, really struggled with feeling worthy. And this affected every single area of my life. It affected my friendships, my romantic relationships, my career path. It affected my relationship with myself and my body. And it was, it felt like it was eating away at me. And I was constantly trying to source my sense of self-worth from so many different things around me by trying to receive validation that I was a good enough person Because on the inside, I felt so ashamed of who I was. I felt so low about myself. I felt that as a human being, like as a person, I was just inherently unworthy and I was not good enough and that everyone else around me was better than I was. And it hurts my heart to think back to to that younger version of myself that was struggling so deeply And this, I believe this topic of self-worth and the healing transformation that I've experienced around my self-worth literally is my life's purpose. Self-love and self-worth is my soul's work. (laughs) And so I believe that in order for me to live my soul's work, I needed to experience the lowest of lows, the depth of contrast when when I was experiencing that the lowest self-worth that I have ever experienced before so that I could alchemize that shadow into love into pure light into knowing my worth and it has been my soul's mission to build up my self-worth and heal once and for all. And this is what I do. Like, this is my work. This is what I do. This is what I help women with because I've experienced it firsthand. And I know how debilitating it can be beyond 
you know, all of the physical symptoms that I was experiencing beyond the depression, beyond the anxiety, deep, deep, deep down, my deepest, darkest struggle was feeling like I was worthless. So as I started to take inspired action and make some changes in my life, and as I started to feel some relief from the chronic anxiety and depression that I was experiencing, um, my self-worth started to improve as well. And I went on a whole separate, beautiful journey of knowing my worth. In future episodes, I am absolutely going to elaborate on how exactly I transformed my self-worth and how you can too, if that's something that you struggle with. But for now, I'll just say that healing was such a journey for me and it was so beautiful and knowing my worth was the best thing that I have ever done for myself and embodying my worth is something that I am continuing to to do and it is so fulfilling to be at this place now where I can teach other people how to embody their worth as well and remind them of their power, remind them of their worthiness and to help them know deeply their self-worth. Healing had a lot to do with embodying my worth and a lot of shadow work was involved as well. If you're not familiar with shadow work, it's basically how I understand it and how I practice shadow work is looking at all of the aspects of myself that I feel shame, guilt, fear, anger, unworthiness, and self-hatred about, and reintegrating those parts back to myself, loving them, healing them, giving them what they need, and bringing them into the light and integrating them as part of my power, especially the parts of me that I hated, like My whole life, I've been so sensitive, super highly, highly sensitive, very emotional. Um, I can feel everything. I can feel what everyone is feeling. And I always thought it was a curse. And that's just an example of the thing that I thought was a curse. I turned it into my greatest superpower. So that is shadow work. And now I own those aspects of me. I own how sensitive I am and how deeply I can feel emotions and that is part of the human experience it's so beautiful yeah (laughs) I'm gonna continue talking all about worth about self-worth about confidence self-confidence and really helping you to remind you of your power And so that you can go out into your life and be the most powerful embodied version of yourself, that version of you that exists on the other side of fear, shame, self-doubt, and disbelief that it's possible for you because I am here to show you that it is possible. If I can do it, you can too. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, go over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that you never miss a new episode. You are so worthy. I love you so much, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Worthy Woman Podcast.